Hello, and welcome to another episode of Happy Without Medicine. It is me, Dr. Yuandi, your host. And today we're going to be talking about how to increase your capacity when you're feeling overwhelmed. If I got a dollar for every time someone told me they were overwhelmed, I would probably be a millionaire by now. <laughs> a bit of an exaggeration, but it's true. Many people that I talk to are constantly telling me that they're feeling overwhelmed. And so if you're wanting to learn ways you can increase your capacity, if you're feeling overwhelmed, stay tuned and enjoy the episode. Welcome to Happy Without Medicine, and I'm your host, Dr. Yuandi, a medical doctor, therapist, and a fierce advocate for your happiness. My mission here is simple, to help professional women just like you create a life you're excited to wake up to. It's time to make the happiness you feel on the inside match the success others see on the outside. Let's get started. The thing about being overwhelmed is it boils down to a matter of capacity, whether it is our physical capacity, meaning physically we're not able to do things that we want to do, whether it's due to illness, whether it's due to a chronic medical condition, whether it's due to just the physical environment, having a physical restriction can lead to being overwhelmed. But even more commonly, what I tend to see is a restriction in emotional capacity and mental capacity. So it's physical capacity and even more commonly, at least in my experience and in my practice, it's a limitation in emotional capacity and mental capacity. And so I'm going to be going through five different strategies that will help you increase your capacity when you're feeling overwhelmed. I want to caveat this by saying I am not a member of team hustle till you die or team I will sleep when I am dead. I'm really, <laughs> I'm not a member of that camp. And so I am such a huge advocate for rest, for pacing yourself, for simplifying your life. If you've been a long-term listener of this podcast, you will know that I speak about these things a lot. I, I not team too much. I strongly advise against it because I see the damage that it does. Having said that, I also know that we all have differences in our capacity. There are things that I have friends who, for example, are able to juggle so many things without getting burnt out or without getting overwhelmed. Whereas I have some people, and I know some people who, when things start to get a bit too much, they start to feel overwhelmed. And there's nothing wrong with that. Everybody's capacity is different. It's important for us to be self-aware and know what our capacity is and do what we can in order to optimize the capacity that we do have. And so that's what I'm going to be talking about in today's episode. The first thing that I want to mention is time. Managing our time, auditing our time is so important. It's an important first step because the truth of the matter is that many of us are putting in a lot of time into things that don't help us, things that don't add value to us, things that move us further and further away from our goals. 
So the first thing I want you to do is just a simple time audit. Get a piece of paper and just write down the things that you're doing from when you wake up to when you go to bed at night. So it might look like 5.30, wake up, scroll on Instagram for 30 minutes and then get out of bed. Or wake up at 5.30, snooze the alarm for 30 minutes and 6 o'clock, get out of bed. 6 o'clock, get up, shower, brush teeth, and that takes me to 6.30, for example. 6.30, do my gratitude journaling, my meditation, my devotional, and that takes me to 6.45. 6.45, wake the kids up, get ready for school. This is not my personal time audit, but I'm just kind of running you through an example of a time audit. And you do that throughout the course of the day. The other thing that I want you to do is most of us at this point have trackers on our phones that will tell us how much time we're spending on different apps, whether it's Instagram, whether it's WhatsApp, whether it is Facebook or TikTok. Take a look and see how much time you're spending on your devices. The other very important thing that I want to mention when it comes to your time audit is take a look at those in-between stages, those transition stages. So the time between when you finish work and when the kids get home from school, or the time between when the kids go to bed and when you start to do some work, whether it's on your business or our school or projects that you're working on at nighttime. Usually there's like a 30 minute, 15 minute window. And that's a time when we are either scrolling on our phones or dilly-dallying and not really doing anything productive. But if we have four or five or six of those 30 to 15 minute transition times during the course of our day, that's a lot of time that we are wasting and just throwing away. So the first thing is to really be aware of where it is that your time is going. What are those transition times looking like? What are you spending time on that isn't taking you closer towards your goals? Because many times we think we don't have time, we're overwhelmed, we're overwhelmed. But the truth is that we're not managing our time properly. I've talked about the importance of using a planner or some sort of system to manage your time, to manage your tasks. But the first step is really just seeing even where is your time going and what you can do to optimize it. I remember about two weeks ago, I was watching a video and it was of a woman who was able to get so much done within, I think, 30 minutes. I can't remember exactly, but she did. She put laundry away. She cleaned the house. She put toys away. She made the beds. She changed the sheets. And people were telling her that she was lying to the public because there's no way one person could do all of that in 30 minutes. But the truth is she was managing her time efficiently. Many of us, and I'm guilty of doing this myself, if I'm cleaning, I'll first of all get my phone. Then I'll scroll and look for maybe a podcast or a book that I want to listen to. And as I'm cleaning, I'm listening to the podcast. If I miss something, then I'll pause and then I will rewind the podcast. And it's so inefficient. If I'm not focused on what I'm doing, I end up wasting too much time getting the work done. One thing that's been effective is actually getting a timer, whether using your phone or an actual kitchen timer and setting it for five minutes. You would be amazed at how much you can get done in five minutes if you just focus on doing the task instead of dilly-dallying and trying to 
do multiple things at the same time. So do a time audit, really commit to optimizing your time, focusing on what it is that you're doing at any given time, instead of trying to divert your attention in multiple different places. So the next thing that I want to talk about is theming your days to help with feeling overwhelmed, to help with increasing your capacity, theming your days and what that might look like. So for example, for me on Monday, so today is a Monday as I'm recording this podcast episode. On Mondays, I'll record a podcast. On Mondays, if I'm seeing my patients in person, I will schedule them on a Monday. I will review my finances. If I'm doing a live series on Instagram, I will do that on a Monday as well. Mondays is when I touch base with my admin to take a look at our appointments and make sure everybody has what they need. And so my Monday is work on my business CEO admin day. Tuesdays are mostly booked with sessions and so are Wednesdays. So my Tuesdays and Wednesdays look very similar. I'm booked morning to evening on Tuesdays and then morning to late afternoon on Wednesdays with my one-on-one work. Thursdays is when I will leave things open for any makeup session. So if my Tuesday, Wednesday, or Friday patients are saying that, oh, I can't meet you on in my usual time slot, then Thursdays are days that are left open for reschedules. And those are days that I'll also take me time. So if I want to get my hair braided, if I want to go to the mall and get products for home or for my skin or what have you, if I want to go shopping, that will be on Thursdays. If I want to meet up with a friend, that will also be on a Thursday as well. Home maintenance things also happen on Thursdays. Fridays are also sessions. So I'm seeing, again, patients from morning to late afternoon on Fridays. And Fridays is also when uh, my husband and I will either order some takeouts in the evenings, watch a movie, watch a show, and just try to spend some time together. And so think about how you want to theme your days. You can start off by writing a list of all your different tasks and then grouping them in what seems to be similar and then looking at your day and thinking, okay, where can I slot some of these things in by grouping the similar ones together and then scheduling them and assigning them to the days of the week as best as possible. So having some sort of rhythm is very helpful in expanding your capacity or optimizing your capacity. Having routines, I talk about routines, rhythms, and structures to your day that will really go a long way in helping you optimize your capacity. So the third one, which with the women in my practice that I work with can often be very difficult, is rest. Rest, rest, rest. And for many of them, it's counterintuitive. Oh, Dr. Yuade, I have so much to do. I can't rest. And when I try to rest, I feel guilty because I have so much to do. And I want to encourage you, if you are in this category, (laughs) it always baffles me because I've never had a problem resting. If I need to sleep, I put my head down and I sleep. No matter where, when I was growing up, my mom would say that you could put you on the Atlantic Ocean and she would be able to sleep. I did not joke with my sleep. In fact, I get it from my mom's side of the family. We do not joke with our sleep. And so I encourage you to think about rest as an investment in your energy, an investment in your capacity to perform 
at your best, to put your best possible self into the work that you're doing. The analogy that I often like to use is if a race car driver's goal is to get to the finish line as fast as possible and outpace the competition, outdrive the competition, why do they make the time to stop? to change their tires at the pit stops, to change their tires, to change their engine oil, to do all the things that they do at the pit stop. Why don't they just keep going until they cross the finish line? Because they know that making the pit stop is an investment in their productivity. It's an investment in their speed and it's an investment in helping them cross the finish line as fast as possible. So I really want you to think about rest differently. Think of it as investing in your energy, investing in your productivity, taking the time to recharge so that you can come back to the work faster. You can come back to the work more efficient. You can come back to the work with more clarity. The next thing that I want you to do is practice prioritizing your commitments because many times we are overwhelmed because we have way too many things on our plate. We have overcommitted ourselves to things that are neither important nor urgent. So these are things that don't need to be done. They are not important. They are not urgent, but somehow they have found themselves on our plate. I want you to think about really looking at the things that you need to get done and focusing on the things that are important and urgent and getting rid of the things that are not. It's going to take a lot of work, especially for those of us who tend to be people pleasers, those of us who tend to be in dynamics or relationships where we are always concerned about what other people are going to think or say about us. This is a work that you have to do on yourself. It is inner work that you have to do in learning to say no, in learning to step back from commitments that you may have made that aren't serving you and are honestly not serving anybody else because you're not showing up at your best. You are not giving the way that you want to give to those commitments. Maybe you're making mistakes, you're dropping the ball, and you're also honestly in the way of somebody else who could actually come and do the work much better and much more excitedly than you are. So you're blocking someone else from doing a better job because you're refusing to let go of the commitment. So prioritize your commitment. Think about the things that you do well. Think about the things that you have the capacity for. Think about the things that don't drain you to the point that you are giving leftovers to your family members and your friends and leftovers to the things that are important to you. Think about situations where you are focused primarily on other people and their goals and their ambitions and sacrificing what is important to you and your family. So this is going to take some reflection and some inner work, but it's very, very, very important. And finally, I want to encourage you to think about the concept of delegation. Delegation, not only to other people, so thinking about other people who can do the work better than you or other people who are willing to take tasks off your hand for you, but also delegating to the future version of yourself. Um, There are times when I will have something pop up in my head and I'll tell myself, you know what, you and day of next week, we'll deal with it. So it's another way of saying we'll cross that bridge when we get there. 
but trusting that the future version of yourself, you can defer to that version of yourself, you can delegate to that version of yourself and having those things worry you or you thinking about problem solving those things right now when you don't even have all the information to put the pieces together, it's just a waste of time. It's a waste of energy and it's just taking up capacity that you probably don't even have if you're overwhelmed. One of my favorite ways to do this kind of delegation to a future version of myself, again, is to use my planner. And what that will do is I'll say, okay, Yoande, you're thinking about this presentation that you need to do. This is the real example. I'm putting together a keynote speech and I need to have the slides done by next week, Tuesday. And I'm not thinking about it now. When it pops up in my head, I tell myself, Yuande, you've already scheduled time on Sunday to work on the presentation, so you don't need to worry about it now. The future version of me on Sunday, March 3rd, is going to take care of the presentation, is going to take care of the slides, and I've already set out the time in my planner for that. So that is just one example that I wanted to share about how you can delegate or defer to the future version of yourself. There's no point in worrying about something right now when you don't have the capacity to work on it. It's just best to schedule a time in the future where you can work on it, where you can take care of it, where you can deal with it and trust that the future version of yourself is capable enough to handle it. I'm going to say one thing about multitasking because it's something that many of us pride ourselves on is being able to do many things at the same time. I'd given the example earlier of how multitasking and trying to listen to a course and trying to clean the house and do laundry at the same time. It's just not efficient. It is not effective. It is draining your capacity because you're switching from one task to the other multiple times within a given time frame. If you want to learn more about my thoughts on multitasking, please go all the way back to episode six, where I talk about how multitasking is not productive and is probably really, really putting a big hole in your capacity container when it comes to your mental energy, when it comes to your emotional energy, and it is taking up a huge, huge, huge chunk of that. So go back to episode six and listen to that episode on multitasking, because even though it feels like you're getting a lot done, you're actually being less productive and it's adding to your stress. And I talk about that in detail in episode six. And so if this is an episode you enjoyed, please share it with a friend because birds of a feather flock together. If you are overwhelmed, then chances are you have friends in your group, sisters, cousins, aunts, colleagues who are also overwhelmed and will greatly benefit from this episode. And if you want to take this a step further, I do have a workshop on my website called Revive and Thrive. There's a workbook, there's recordings. You can email me with any questions that you have. So if you go to yuandeolamide.com and go to the resources tab, you'll see the workshop there, Revive and Thrive. Purchase it, download it, go through it, and I'm sure that it will really help you reframe some of these things that we talked about and get you on the step towards increasing your capacity and managing your overwhelm. And so until next time, remember that I'm here always fiercely advocating for your success and happiness. 
let's stay in touch. You can either send me an email, yewande at yewandeolamide.com. You can send me a DM on Instagram. I'm always in my DMs. I'm at Dr. Yewande. So that's at dr.yewande. And I would love to continue the conversation. Take care and I'll catch you on the next episode. Bye. Thank you for joining me, Dr. Yuan Di, on the Happy Without Medicine podcast this week. If you enjoyed this episode, I would so appreciate it if you could give it a review on Apple Podcast because it helps Happy Without Medicine pop up when other women are searching for ways to find their happiness again. And visit happywithoutmedicine.com to view the complete show notes and other resources mentioned in today's episode. I'll catch you next time.